latest installment of TV Madness with Makisha Madden Toby. I'm your host. It's been eight magical years and eight amazing seasons of Game of Thrones, but the party is over. Everything comes to an end, and this show is no more. Last night, the series finale helped us say goodbye to our favorite characters, some more permanently than others. <laughs> and 19.3 million people tuned in to see it. That's the largest audience the show has ever had. But like everything, the final season has had its supporters and detractors. I, for one, can confidently say that I've loved season eight. And The Long Night, which was episode three of season eight, was my absolute favorite of the season anyway. <laughs> Those who have hated it have said that the uh, final season felt rushed. Creators David Benioff and D.B. Wise overstepped author George R.R. R. Martin's literary intentions and that Daenerys became a trope and an emotional stereotype of what women are, whatever that means. But as I've said on Facebook and on Twitter and everywhere else I could, um, we'll just have to agree to disagree. I, <laughs> um, I thought Daenerys was great. Anyway, here to help me dissect the series in season eight and the finale are our amazing guests from the black guy who tips Rod and Karen, who I adore. I mean, uh, thank you so much for you, you guys for doing the show. I can't believe you're, you're here. This is great. <laughs> uh, thank, you, thank you for having us. Thank we appreciate you. you having us on. And um, yeah, we also love Game of Thrones mm-hmm. um, to the very bittersweet end. Like I, I can't believe it. Eight seasons. I mean, it's just it's just amazing. Um, but you like you know you you guys do hashtag Dem Thrones D E M T R T H R O N E S. If you don't know about Dem Thrones, you are missing out or you missed out. It's over now. Um, but Karen, Rod and Karen were like big, you know, supporters on that, like helped retweet a lot of stuff, tweeted a lot of stuff on Dem Thrones, hashtag Dem Thrones, and also had their show. How long is your show, uh, The Black Guy Who Tips, been on? I want to say. Uh, we have been doing it for about 10 years wow. now. Wow. Wow, wow. So, yeah, for a while. <laughs> That's awesome. What did you guys think of season, what, what did you think of the finale, I guess? Let's start with that. I, I loved it. Uh, we started off with the Starks and we ended with the Starks. That's what and I said. I think and I love the Starks. The, yes. And, you know, we had a running joke how they were like the Cleveland Browns <laughs> of Westeros. Where you was like, I'm here for a team. Like, this is my team. Right. Uh, I want them to do better. But every time you look around, they keep losing. You're like, oh, I just want you to win. <laughs> Which is Please, right. Can we just get a W? The funny thing was, I didn't. I guess I know people love Daenerys, and I understand that because you know she's like the Beyonce of Westeros or whatever. But at the same time, it just felt like what happened to the Stark love? Like, did people stop loving the Starks because they love Daenerys so much, or is it because they wanted Daenerys to win so badly? Like, what? Yeah, was it was that? weird. It felt like people really picked like a team. favorite characters, yeah. but then they treated characters the way that you treat like a politician, right? Right. right. Whereas. This is my favorite character, and now I have to, like, defend all their actions and any of their shortcomings mm-hmm. I have to dismiss, and I have to attack the other characters on the show. And I, I kind of never really got into that because I kind of like a lot of the characters. Right. And I think they're all flawed. And, um, Which is the point. You know, to be honest, I was rooting for Danny when she burned up King's Landing. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like King's Landing, so I was like, I <laughs> The, the, the city that I the city that I hate is finally getting put to the torch, and then uh, but at the same time I knew that meant she probably couldn't be the ruler because you know it's, it's yeah. kind of hard to rule. Her you can't kill people. kids. Yeah, people get in there. Right. Yeah, I, I, and also I think too. Uh, sometimes I wonder is everybody watching the same show <laughs> because I think the only 
reason why people cared about Daenerys burning down King's Landing is because we have a connection there. Now, she had been burning down and taking over all these other places, making people bend the knee and burning them. And burning them if they didn't take the knee right, exactly. Right, and people, for some reason, ignored all that and then act like the things that she did now was out of character. I was like, no, this has always been character, baby. Well, right. I mean, that was the really great part about Tyrion, the, the conversation. On, although I read on Twitter, well, you know, I went to a watch party. Uh, T-Pain had a watch party with Twitter, and I don't even know how I got invited, but I actually got invited. My husband and I went last night, which was amazing. But we're, we're sitting there, and we're tweeting and watching, and I'm looking at some of the tweets, and people are like, this conversation between Jon Snow and Tyrion is too long. I'm like, what, <laughs> what is going on? Like, why are you guys, what are they supposed to do? It's just stab, 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 bang, 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 like blowing people up. Like, you, you can't, everything is not going to be, there has to be some supposition. There has to be people talking at some point. Like, it's Game of Thrones. People think, talk all the time. Yeah, I think it's interesting because one of the major complaints about this season was uh, people saying it was too fast. Like they're rushing it, and it's just too—it's too fast, you know. I, I'm used to my ten episodes, and they take everything really slow, and it takes three episodes for a raven to arrive from another <laughs> place. And so, uh, to see people last night kind of go, "Well, this is now it's too slow. You guys are doing too much talking. Just hurry up and get back to some action." It's like, you know, I really feel like this is just the end of an era of a lot of people's lives, um, and it's coming to an end. And there just aren't any, um, there aren't really a lot of endings these days that people are satisfied with right away. No. Um, I'm not saying it'll forever be that way. I think much like some of my favorite shows, uh, Mad Men, Breaking Bad, um, uh, you know, uh, Sopranos, a bunch of stuff with The right. Wire. Time, time will be kinder to it when we have the, 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 you know, when we have hindsight to kind of look back and go, Oh yeah, this whole this entire product of eight seasons yeah. took me for a roller coaster ride that I really invested a lot of time in my life into. I think people will be more grat- have more gratitude then, but the immediate reactions was just it just didn't matter which way things went. People were too mad that there was too much action last week, not enough action this week, you know. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think I will continue to stand behind this. Game of Thrones kind of fell into the thing similar to The Walking Dead to me where it grew, it grew, it grew, it grew, then it was much-watched TV. And when something is much-watched TV, eventually you get to the people who don't like the genre, don't like anything about it. They're watching it because yeah. they don't want to be yeah. – they have the fear of missing out. So you have – there are some people, their critiques are valid. Don't get me wrong, but then you have right. some people, this ain't the thing. So they're just coming to complain about something that they never would have watched anyway. I also am not a big fan of groupthink. Not that I'm trying to be a contrarian, and that's not my intention either. But I, I feel like you guys, like, if you love this show this far, why do you hate it now? Like, you, to go, it's such an extreme reaction. And, and, it's, and it felt extreme. It felt like sort of the backlash was just, like, immediate in terms of season eight. And even to the extent, like, I felt like, okay, every time someone says this, and I, again, I'm not trying to be a contrarian, but when they say, oh, I don't like this season, I'm like, you didn't like season, you didn't like episode three when Arya kills the Night King? And they're like, mm-hmm. well, that was good, but it was dark. I'm like, you know, <laughs> what is going on? Like, you know, what I'm saying? like, okay, here's this, uh, here's this amazing meal. I don't know, but this coffee tastes burnt. Like, I mean, if you just really want to find something wrong, I'm not saying the show is above criticism. Of, of course, there are a lot of flaws. I was mad that they killed Masande the way they did. Like, that's a whole other conversation. But there's never going to be a show that everybody likes. And like you said, to 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 your point, 
It's like if people come in late, you know, Karen was like, if you know, it becomes must watch. If, you, if you're going to watch a show and it becomes a cultural thing, right? This his whole pop culture, you know, sort of takes over a wave that takes over people and they have to watch the show. Then it becomes a thing of it becomes hate watching. Right. Or people start all of a sudden they don't like certain things. They don't like like you said, their character is, is this politician they're rooting for doesn't get the shine they're supposed to get or doesn't become the person they think they're supposed to be. Um, but like Daenerys was always flawed. Like you said, it, it wasn't like overnight. It's just that she was, as Tyrion pointed out in his conversation with John, which apparently was too long, she was burning the bad guy. So no one ever cared. So when she started burning good people, then it was like, Oh, she's kind of burn happy. And like some people that yeah, said, King's I mean, Landing is a bad place and they have stabby children. Like the children aren't all that innocent all in King's Landing either. If you remember the wins <laughs> a winner. Right, and that's the thing too. Like, um, that like it's not that they haven't made mistakes along the way, and there aren't people that have complaints for years. You know, right? There's right. people that haven't like certain things, but to me, it's just kind of always been like a very good show, no, mm-hmm. no matter what. And so, to me, it was still a very good show. But when I saw people like harping on stuff like finding a Starbucks cup, I thought on that a was table, funny. <laughs> yeah, me like, too. It was but, hilarious. But they're human. People, Right, well, you saw people kind of taking it serious to be like, see, this is the problem with the season. <laughs> like, every, everything no. became like, this is the problem with the show. Like, last night I saw someone take a steal and said that there was a water bottle. By somebody's foot face. when they were sitting on the... And, and I'm like, how did you even see that? I literally have watched I, this finale like three times now. I'm not proud of that, but I have. And I'm like, looking for the water bottle. <laughs> like, I, feel like, I feel like that's the thing, though, right? There's way more eyes. And then on social media, everyone is their own, like, celebrity. Yeah. So, like, everyone wants to be the one who's the most clever, who says the most... The, the best hot take. Right. You got to have a hot right. take. Yeah. And, you know, being the person that found that water bottle, like, you know, I'm sure people are looking at every scene, like, where's Waldo? Where's Waldo? <laughs> or, like, you know, highlights I, when we were a kid, like, where's the water bottle? Right. I wonder if you go back through the first like seven seasons with the same fine tooth comb if people would still like find other things. Oh yeah, somebody just, pointed that out. Like I think it was season four or five. They were like one, some guy was wearing jeans, but nobody cared yeah. then. Right. <laughs> you know? Like the scrutiny, the scrutiny on the show is at a whole nother level. Right. Now, it wasn't so. a Twitter monster. Like it kind of, it became, you know, this whole social <laughs> media monster in and of itself. And, and I guess that's sort of the price of fame and popularity, right? Like, you know, I, I, I put it this way. I don't think David, um, Weiss and 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 DB Benioff or David Benioff and DB Weiss, thank you, um, mm-hmm. are losing sleep over this. Okay, I think they have already moved on to the prequels and sequels, and they are already you know buying more you know properties in Europe or whatever they do with all of that money <laughs> they sleep on at night. I mean, I don't think I think they're fine, and I think it's hubris to have a petition to say you need to do season eight over. Like, what is happening? That was high. That was insulting. That and the reason, biggest reason why I said that was insulting, is the fact that you're disregarding the creativity. You're disregarding the hours. You're disregarding the money, the effort, the actors. You're acting like none of that matters. Right? They don't because, have lives, right? <laughs> right? Like you, this is this with their lives. That means a lot of these actors, particularly if they've been since the beginning, could not get other jobs. They had to deny stuff or kind of work between things. They had to travel and. You know, I think that when people do things like that, 
I put it like this. I think that particularly on social media, it created with so many people complaining <laughs> and some of the critiques about it. I will repeat that. But with so many people complaining, it got to a point to where it got became insanity. So once you get these, these, these people that are on like the outer ram go, I'll take it higher. I'll take it higher. That's how you get this petition. <laughs> yeah. That was a, I, I, I did feel like the petition was the moment that a lot of people who had been kind of hating on the show wanted to kind of step back and go, okay, but I'm not that crazy. You know, like <laughs> there was a woman, like, there was a woman on Twitter and I, to your point, Rod, that she, she goes, Okay, I'm not crazy about this season, but go write some fan fiction like everybody else and calm the hell down. Yeah. Like, what is going on? Why yeah, don't you have anything else to do? Much. Yeah, that's a little too much. Like, okay, cool. We don't like the thing that happened. It's a little too much to be like. And now, here, y'all, y'all need to find millions of dollars and <laughs> redo this and get all the actors and all the contracts and all the locations and. It's just too much. So, I, you know, and the other thing, too, I just don't think people will appreciate until afterwards because I think uh, at least in the circles I'm in, everybody wants to gl- blame the uh, showrunners. Um, but one of the things I just don't think people will appreciate is that they just didn't have source material right. for those last two seasons. They, but like, they haven't, right. They haven't had source material since season six. I don't remember all of this backlash for season six. When yeah, Jon yeah, Snow came yeah. back to life. I mean, there were people who hated that. My husband was one of them. He's like, right. oh, he's just back to life because he's pretty. I'm like, okay, calm down. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, he has a purpose. Um, <laughs> the Red Witch well, has a purpose. No, I mean, but, but they, they haven't had source material this whole time. And like, you, like Karen said, there have been problems, the critiques, some of which have been very valid for season six right. through eight. But, I mean, it's not like it was perfect one through five. And right. I, there were well, books. What I mean. Yeah, what I mean is, like, when you don't have the books, it's an incredibly hard job to do. Yeah. Like, like I, I think it's just easy on the outside looking in to just be like, you know, oh, yeah, just make it better. It's like, no, it's hard. Like, this, this like what we're doing is very difficult. It's art. We're in multiple locations, dozens of characters at this point, thousands of extras, yeah. special effects. Like, this is not something we just can, like, decide to my, tonight like oh we'll just figure it out that's why it took like, a year oh. off that's why season seven was exactly. you know seven episodes and this was only six i think they were just tired i think toward the end like <laughs> even even peter dinklish just looked tired i mean like that's why it was so believable when people were like crying and hugging their loved ones goodbye you're like because they want to move on with their lives and they're tired as actors i mean there's a lot it was time to go and yeah. i think um they don't even look like, the same when you look back at the old seasons you're like that's john snow <laughs> <laughs> right. And That's if Daenerys? The, if you look at the bigger picture, like, what were those guys supposed to do? Supposed and to what would anyone else have done? Because the suggestions I've seen for, quote, unquote, to fix the last season have been things like, well, you should have taken two more 10-season, like, like 10, 10 episode seasons. Like, you know how much time that is? Right. Like, that, like that is, and then, and that's even, by the way, that means you have to stretch the outline that you got from J.R.R. Martin even thinner, right? <laughs> like you're saying it's too thin to, for, for six. You want it to be 20? This like, it's just, it was just a very difficult task. And I think uh, overall, those guys like really came off and did a great job. I even think if. Because so the Starks won. That's what I wanted anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right. And that's just somebody who doesn't have a problem with this season, right? Right. But, but for the people that do have a problem or whatever, like, man, you got seven out of eight great seasons or six out of eight, however you feel. 
I, you know what? Good enough because it's very difficult to do that last three seasons with no no books. That's crazy. It's right. Also, and oh, go ahead, Karen. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And do people understand? Out of all the TV out there, they invested time and money and CGI and stuff. They made me believe that Drogon was real. Like right. I could actually <laughs> I love Drogon. Yeah. I've watched a lot of TV shows, y'all, and there are a lot of TV shows that are bad from season one to the end, but I still like and yeah. enjoy them. I've yeah. watched a lot of shows that were good season one, and then every season after is horrible. Um, right. Not to mention the presumption that, that George R.R. R. Martin was going to drop hot fire books. Like, you're acting like every book after that point, when he stopped at book five, was going to be, was it book four or book five? He, it was going to be amazing, and you're going to love it. That, that, a lot of you know what I'm saying. Like it's easy to say in, in in retrospect or after the fact. Oh well, you know it's it's because David Benioff and DB Wise didn't do what they're supposed to do, and they don't have any books. And it's like, but you kept watching. No one's making you watch the show. That was the other thing I didn't understand. How are you petitioning a show that no one is making you watch? If you hate it that much, stop hate watching. Get off of Twitter and watch something else. There's a ton of other things on Sunday night that you don't have to watch the show. There's an NBA playoff thing going. There's a championship mistake. It is. The Eastern know, and like, Western conferences are going on, for God's sake. You know, I understand people put their time into this mm-hmm. and they want to see it to the end. I have what you call the completionist gene where it, there's <laughs> been times where I've, I, I started not liking something and I was like, ah, oh, but I have to finish it. I just can't stop myself. <laughs> uh, with food, I'm too. Trying. I've done that with food. Like, this ice cream is terrible. I'm just going to go ahead and eat this. Right. <laughs> so I paid $5. <laughs> <laughs> Let me at least complete my play. You know what I mean? Like, shout out to True Blood. I, I finished True Blood. Like, that was weak. That was definitely uh, was bad. Yeah. That was, that felt I don't so remember bad. there being a petition. Nope, it wasn't. People didn't have that same energy, but, De- you know, Dexter, the, the season finale, series you know? finale for Dexter was trash. He was like, he became yeah. like a lumberjack. <laughs> Stupid like that. You're like, what is happening to this show? And I don't remember there being a petition. Well, you know what else? Those shows never got as popular as this show. Correct. Right. Like, you know. 19.3 like much- million people did not tune in to watch Dexter become a lumberjack. Fair enough. Bingo. Bingo. <laughs> like, like Karen said, there's something to the fact that this became must-watch TV that sort of changed the whole tenor of the show. Mm-hmm. Like, if you look at the um, ratings from, like, season one to now, it's crazy. Like, the first season, was like a million people was watching it. Mm-hmm. And now... 19 million? Like, there's no way. Well, it became a cultural phenomenon. You know, HBO had heck problems. You had people stealing. As a critic, I would get episodes, someone stole my mail. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, that's when you know you're like, this is not a show anymore. It's like a cultural phenomenon. People are insane. They're stealing mail for the show. They're hacking into HBO's database to get these episodes and leak them to people. I mean, I've, I've never seen anything like this. And at the same time, I think then it's, it's unfair to sort of compare it to other shows. And it's unfair to be like, you, you owe us because we invest. You don't have to watch this television show. Right. Move on with your life. Yeah, I don't get it. And that's how I feel. And also, too, I think that with it being uh, must-watch TV, I think for a lot of people, they, like I said before, the critiques, some are valid, but you get to a point where, like I said before, it goes to insanity. And I think that's the part that bothers me where it, it's the, sometimes the critiques aren't logical. You start talking, you'll be like, oh, you're ignoring all of these things just to get your points across. Mm-hmm. Oh, I read some of those thing pieces and I feel bad because I can't get that time back in while I'm reading those thing pieces. <laughs> <laughs> like somebody said, I, 
that <laughs> David uh, David Benioff and D.B. Wise had a problem depicting complex w- uh, female characters. And I'm like, but what about Arya? And then people were like, no, I mean, and I'm, <laughs> well, she didn't, she should have killed Cersei. But that's, but that's an evolution of a character where maybe her purpose initially was to be like this badass assassin and die doing her, you know, committing, co- co- completing her task. Maybe she evolved beyond the test. Maybe when the hound, who was like the, the closest thing she had a father to a father in that world, um, was like, you know what? Go ahead and live your life, girl. And he, she was like, you know what? He's right. <laughs> Thanks, Sandor. You know what I mean? Like, is that okay? Is that okay for a character to change their mind? I think they also would have been mad if she did kill Cersei. Why? <laughs> she should have stabbed like, her faster. Why didn't she have on another yeah. face? Right. If she went in there and like died killing Cersei to be like, well, at least I completed my mission. I killed Cersei, but the and like know, winked this- at the camera. See, I did what you wanted me to do. As she was, right. and I also heard somebody was like, she should have killed Jamie, taken his face, pretended to love her, and then pulled the face off and stabbed her dead. <laughs> so they could both I'll, die under those bricks. I'll, I won't lie. I would have like I would have like <laughs> that happen. Like uh-huh. like I'm not like I'm not. A, that's the other thing too. Like to be honest, I just watched the show, not committed to any like this has to happen. Right, right. And I think because of that, I was able to enjoy the choices that the that that were played out before us. Right, because Same. I feel like if you're too committed to like this character must be on the throne. Well, when it doesn't happen, what do you jump to? Anger. Yeah. What did you think about Bran taking over the throne? Were you okay with that? Like, I don't know how. I'm still processing. I, on one hand, I admire it because mm. no one saw him coming. Like, this whole time, apparently in his head, he saw it, but no one <laughs> saw it. And I thought it was hilarious that Sansa, like, called him out. His man parts don't work. He can't have kids. <laughs> like, wow, Sansa, you are such a hater. Um, <laughs> but also, like... She was like, oh, he doesn't want to rule. And the funny thing to me, I, I thought about after, like, like I said, I've watched it multiple times now. He didn't want to rule as the Lord of Winterfell. He had bigger designs, clearly. You know what I mean? So it's just funny. It makes me think of my siblings because they are like, oh, Makisha wouldn't do this. You're like, actually, you know, like you don't really know people. You, you think you know people even when you're related to them. You don't know what their ambitions are. So that in that regard, I was like, okay, I see you, Bran. But on the other hand, I was like, he, but, but. Is he even present? Like, is he even aware of what's happening? But, you know, what did you yeah, guys think? Yeah, I don't think? know. I felt a little bit conflicted with Brand getting it um, at first because it was like, um, you know, of all the people you just, to me, I just didn't see it coming, you know? Mm-hmm. Right, no, I didn't. Um, but at the same time, I wanted to be surprised and see things in the finale that I didn't see coming. And so... It definitely uh, delivered for, on that. Yeah, and so for me to see, like, oh, okay you know, the logic playing out of why they would pick Bran and then at the end to see him at the table and that he's not, you know, Jaden Smith anymore. He's kind of all... <laughs> he kind of like, still there. is. He's good. Yeah, he's like, but he's more there now than he was in Winterfell. And Winterfell felt like he wasn't even on the show. <laughs> like, he was just, like, he was just talking on... He was, like, talking to us in the audience, like, guys, you want to see what we got up coming up next. And then uh, once he... But in, this, in that meeting, you know, he was talking like, well, you're this, you're this position. Okay, does anybody know where Drogon is? Okay, well, I'm going to go find out. Uh, y'all have a good one. And I'm like, okay, so he's not completely talking in, like, Jaden Smith speak anymore. So <laughs> I think he'll be a good ruler because he is obviously the memory of Westeros. So he's... You know, he knows all the history, and then he... He knows you know, everybody's from, dirt. 
yeah, yes. he knows the future somehow. Uh, he can go see events. He has these powers. Um, he was the kid who was pushed out of the, um, the, you know, pushed out of the window to start all of this. Yes. Um, right. So and, J- Jamie Lannister is a Kingslayer and a Kingmaker, apparently, because he yeah, kind of pushed him in the window. And, and he's a Stark still, so you know that he'll have some level of, like, um, honor about him. So, you know, the way I looked at it was, like, you know, not bad. And then you, because of the fact that he won't be having kids, we know that there'll be another ruler chosen. They've kind of switched to a, not a democracy, but a quasi, like, you know, president. Or meritocracy, I guess, for somebody, yeah. the best person. Like a, yeah. Yeah, like an electoral college. Of all the <laughs> he thinks sort of. Yeah. So I kind of, so I, I kind of dug it, but mostly because I just didn't see it coming. I thought it would be one of the obvious, like John, Sansa, right. something like that. Even Arya, I like, I, people were like, "Oh, Arya yeah. should be the queen." Yeah, even though she didn't want the job. And I, I think Arya wouldn't have done it at yeah, all. Yeah, I don't no. think she. Even if it would have been presented to her, yeah, Arya, no. Arya wouldn't have done it. And also, I think the, I think the reason why they put this is so they was like, so you won't have people like Daenerys and people actually fighting and burning down towns and stuff. Let us pick the person versus people just taking the power. Yeah. Right, and, and Daenerys, after a certain point, became like a demagogue. That speech she gave before she died was just like, I'm going to go to other parts that have nothing to do with me and start wars if I don't like these people. And then as she was getting ready to die, she told John, um, yeah, he was like, well, what about people who think they're doing good in there and, and you don't agree with them? Well, they don't get to choose. Really? You don't get to choose whether or not you think something is good or bad? She sounds like the fans. <laughs> yeah, like, taking it from uh, taking take, uh, taking the crown by force, no matter who you are, was gonna always lead to the fact that you were taking it by force, and that was your that was your language and of it how a drug, you, right? And that's the job now. So it was always gonna be a problem. Whoever came in there and got that got mm-hmm. that throne was gonna be somebody who came in and essentially took over the city and 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 said, "Now I'm the king or the queen." Um, and then the other thing that I thought was really well executed was uh, John killing Daenerys immediately made because everybody was like, John will kill Daenerys and become king. I said, no, because when you see that moment on screen, you're no longer going to be able to just think of John as noble. Right. You know, right. it's just it's hard to look at that guy and go, you killed this woman you profess to love. All right. You made it, man. You won, buddy. Woo. You get to be king. <laughs> like, no, it's like. Now I don't want anyone to be king. Everybody go home. I'm like Drogon. Burn the throne and go home. <laughs> Not just that, but he slipped her some tongue. I'm like, what is happening? Are you stabbing and kissing? What kind of sick <laughs> sick kiss yeah. goodbye is this, sir? Yeah, I mean he wasn't but he wasn't he wasn't perfect. I think it was probably his most complex moment too, because up until that point he'd been so wooden about this is right, this is wrong, she's my queen, no, this, I love her, I love her. She's my auntie, but I still love her. And it's like, <laughs> all right, we hear you. You're just really professing your, your loyalty to her. And then it became, well, now I need to kill her because she's crazy. So, yep. yeah. Kit Harrington had done an interview where people took, like, the quote kind of out of context. Because they asked him, like, what did you think about the ending, you know, for, for your character and stuff? And he was, like, disappointing. And then they were like, for real? And he was like, well, it's more than that. It's this, that, and the other. And people were like, see, he hated this season. But I think... <laughs> But I think that's the word I would mostly use to describe John's character arc is that, you know, you build him up. He's very honorable. You do feel like, okay, John is doing the noble thing. And then when he kills her, you're like, oh, that's, that's a shame. Like he, right. like he can't, like if Arya would have came out of the sky and just killed Danny and then somehow John ends up on the throne, 
they will feel differently. But John doing it himself, it's like, I don't want to see you on the throne, man. And he didn't want it anyway. And and it was yeah. also complicated, I think, by the fact that he was he still in his mind was doing the honorable thing. That's how his character works, right? He was yeah. doing it to save himself to some extent. It was either gonna be her or him, because she was gonna kill him later, maybe not in that day, maybe not that week, but she was already looking at him like trying to figure out when to kill him. And she definitely <laughs> was gonna try to kill Sansa and possibly Arya, because Arya if she kills Sansa, Arya would try to kill her. So there was never yeah. gonna be any peace for them and as a family if she lived. So that was the complication. I thought that was really fascinating for them to sort of play around with, even if it made people really angry. Do you think any, in any way that it was sexist, though, that she was sort of, when she snapped, as they said, it, even the creators called it, like, I think they used that word, snapped, when she's sitting on the dragon, she's sitting on Drogon, Drogon, and the bells go off, and it's her opportunity to, like, back off or proceed and burn everything down. And, of course, she chose to burn everything down. Do you think that it was sexist? Because someone, I even read one thing piece, like I said, I, I apologize for even mentioning this, but this woman said the depiction was something like showing what a woman is like on her rag and that that's why people don't I, want a woman president. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> I, I, I mean, okay. And so is she Hillary? I'm so confused. Like, what is, where are you going with this? But do you think at some point that that's what people started to sort of project things onto it because because Hillary lost that they started seeing Daenerys I don't know how uh, as Hillary and uh, like who was who's Trump like I don't even know but I mean like is was I, Cersei Trump I, I don't I mean it was <laughs> never mind forget that but I mean just but do you think back to my original question that was sexist in any way uh I don't think it was I think that a lot of uh white women identify with Danny like like truth be told they identified with her more than Hillary apparently her, right her being <laughs> a woman her you know coming out and demanding things and not taking no crap from the Dothrakians and being cutthroat and I think that if Daenerys was a man, the response to her would have been completely different. Let's say that would have been a man on that on, on that dragon and at the split second decided to go ahead and ignore the bells. Would we be getting the same response for him? I just try to leave my politics at the door with this show because <laughs> it's a fantasy show, show about dragons yeah, and well, witches. And that and it, it's just never been here for our politics. It's just mm-hmm. not it's never shown me that it was the kind of show that's like Hey, you're a really, you know, you're a really liberal person. Let's let's take you into this fantasy world. Like it's like it's full of every like there's slurs, there's sexual assault, there's uh violence, there's uh torture, there's like there's so many things. There's a sexist world, obviously. So there's so many things in this world that I've never really considered. Like, I mean, I'm a black person. There's like three black people on the show. I was like, there's so, there's like to me, this was never that kind of show. So I'll just turn that part of my brain off. That being said. Um, the way the show is kind of treated like madness and cruelty and stuff. Her father was a mad king. Um, does, was that sexist? You know, um, not to mention, like, there's also been other characters on the show who've done, like, pretty horrible things of, of all the genders. Like, it's not, I mean, well, of men and women on the show. So, I, like, I haven't really felt like they just targeted women and said women are crazy. Mm-hmm. What I think happened was they set it up for us to be like, maybe she will go crazy for seasons, like seasons, like maybe, she, not even crazy, because I'm not even thinking what she did was crazy maybe. necessarily. But It was strategic. Like, yeah, yeah, they set us up to believe that her line of conquering had a different moral, different morals than a lot of the honorable characters on the show. And 
to me, to see her cross that line was more of like her storyline coming to fruition. What happened, I think, along the way is people started rooting for her. And then they started framing everything she did as like a feminist, like icon type of moment. If you don't believe me, Google uh, mm. Daenerys uh, Targaryen, Google Daenerys Targaryen quotes. And you'll see like most of the results right away are 15 times Daenerys Targaryen told the, you know, was a feminist queen, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> When you start when you start making the show have to be that, then you get mad when the show is like, that's not what we were trying to do. So I think that may be where that stuff comes from. But, you know, obviously it's good that they evoke emotions and people are invested in these characters that way. But I think that's just a horrible misreading of her. Yeah, and I think also she's supposed to be complex. Isn't that not sexist if you have a character who's a woman who is flawed and isn't perfect and sort of has conflicting emotions and desires yeah. and sort of... Ambitions. I mean, and it's also, there's more than one woman on the show. So, like, it's not, <laughs> you know, it's like if you get attached to, like, that's to me, that's like saying this show treats women horribly. Look how they had Cersei being evil. Yeah, but they had Sansa on the show. They had Arya on the show. They have Yara on the show. Masandi's on the show. Like, not, the show's not just one character unless you decide, I, I am going to judge the entire show by the treatment of this one character. And that will be a statement on how all they feel about all women which I think is just unfair to do to any creative show, yeah. and especially with this many characters. I mean, come on. I thought it was funny, too. Amelia Clark did an interview, I guess, right before the finale. It was released after, and she was saying that when her character snapped or, you know, sort of changed courses in terms of what her ultimate goal was, people... <laughs> she was scared that, that Beyonce wasn't going to like her anymore, and Beyonce wouldn't think she was cool anymore. And <laughs> that's when you're like, okay, life and art are like bleeding all over each other. And people, the actors themselves have these conflicting emotions. You know what I mean? Like she's doing her job, but then back of her mind, she's like, Beyonce's not going to like me anymore. You know, like Beyonce's not checking for you. But <laughs> she met Beyonce at a party once and like geeked out and was weird. And Beyonce walked away from her. And I guess she put her mind on some level. She wanted to redeem herself for Beyonce's sake. And it didn't happen mm -hmm. at the character anyway. So maybe what? she and Beyonce can still be friends in real life. I mean, she's alive. The character's dead. You're you're a real person. Beyonce is a real person. I feel like Daenerys, though, like Daenerys was a great ally. I mean, a black woman died and she burned a whole city full of white people. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't really get more of an ally than that. Most people would have pulled up short and said, hey, it's just a disagreement. Uh, can we just have a talk? Hey, that wasn't all from Masande. <laughs> uh, maybe the first enough. round of fire was maybe for Masande. The fifth and sixth one was just like I'm just just kept going. See, I view it the opposite. Those were the ones for Masande. See, they were getting those first <laughs> rounds of fire no matter what. She was gonna burn some people no matter what. It was when she looked at them people and was like, Masande said your cars and just lit up the rest <laughs> of the city. I, I said, you know what? That's an ally right there. Her and Great Burn. Y'all held us down. I appreciate you. Great Bama. Uh, that was other people who were like, <laughs> <laughs> Great Bama just stood there like, we got to get justice. And people were like, shut up, Great Bama. Um, <laughs> poor <laughs> poor Grey Worm. And then uh, the other funny part, I think, was hilarious. This whole debate broke out the episode before the bells where Masande dies and people were like debating whether or not Masande was really her best friend. And I was like, oh boy. And then... She didn't, I was like, no, they were friends. She did her hair. They were like talking stuff. She asked her about boys. And then like <laughs> next episode, was it? Yeah, the bells. She hands Grey Worm Masande's collar. And I'm like, why is she doing this? 
You're contradicting my argument that you guys were friends. If you were friends, you wouldn't give a slave cuff to her her boyfriend, her grieving boyfriend. <laughs> that's not her. That's, that's all, why he threw it in the fire. That's the only thing, thing Masandi owned, man. I, in my fan fiction, I feel like Masandi <laughs> kept that thing because after they killed all of her, uh, Daenerys' enemies, I just feel like she was going to go to the beach and now with, with Grey Worm and just throw that thing in the ocean and never see it again. That's my own headcanon, but I really was like, <laughs> like, like when she handed it to him, my favorite thing, I was like, I don't know who wrote this scene, but my favorite thing is that he threw it in a fire. Mm-hmm. Like, but said, that's, that's what, that was my reaction. Like, like, why would she, why would he want that? That's a, like a symbol of slavery. Right, right. I love that he threw it in the fire because I said, now see, that's a black reaction. That's what we would offer. <laughs> Great Bobby was like, was, no. Yeah, like she might be cool with Masandi, but she ain't black. She don't know. A lot of stuff they don't know about. <laughs> right. Here's here's Karen's Afro pick that she kept in her drawer. Like, I don't want this. Get this out of my face. Yeah, she thought it was sweet. I know. Right. Poor thing. Um, I did, before I let you guys go, and I, I cannot thank you enough. Like I said, I've been fangirling this whole episode. You just didn't see the screaming silently in the studio. Because uh, <laughs> I love you guys. Uh, for Variety, with a, a writing partner of mine, Brianna Rodriguez, another reporter, we wrote a ranked uh, the all 72, now 73 episodes of Game of Thrones. Our number one was The Lion on the Rose, the episode where Joffrey dies. Of course, we had trolls who came for us and were like, yeah, not the best one. And I was like, I, this is my opinion. I am sorry to say I'm drinking wine. I don't care what you say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what would your number one, uh, first, Karen, and then Rod, what would your number ones be? I know Rod mentioned when I emailed him about it, he liked um, Hard Home. I don't know if that was your number one, but uh, Karen, what's your, what would your number one episode be? Of, uh, that 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 was my number one hard really? home because really because that's it, when we meet the Night King. Yes, mm. and it was completely unexpected. Like yeah. literally, I did not see it coming. It was really good. And it, it was one of the things where people underestimate the time and the effort that the 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 uh, team had to do as far as getting all uh, everybody in certain places, and it was just beautifully shot. And my whole thing at the end was like when he made everybody kind of raise up from that the dead. That was bed. brilliant. Right. It was almost like, oh, I'm coming to get you. Yes. And it was literally <laughs> at a time. After that, it was just silence. And yes. and to me, it was one of the few, this one and the Battle of the Bastards. Battle of the Bastards was amazing. Yeah. Two, I think it was our number three. Two of them where... You was your heart was pacing the whole time. Yeah, like you were literally. You was like, I do not know who's going to survive. I, I actually think everybody's going to die. I thought John was going to suffocate to death when all those people fell on top of him. I could, I couldn't breathe watching it. I was like, Oh my god, he's going to die again. Yes, <laughs> again, right? So for me, I think that's my number one, and the other one is my number two. Okay, uh, for me. I mean, I would have said hard home before now, but I really think it's the bells, man. I, I've like really. Yeah, Are you I'm, saying that I'm, just to mess I, with these people who are going to come for you? No. Like, I've rewatched it for so long. Like, what a lot of people don't realize is that while many of them have complained this season that it was rushed, this was the first season where I was like, oh, they made this one for me. Like, it's, it's moving faster. There's a lot less like, you know, hey, let's just spend 10 minutes on a ship. Like, no, let's go. And, um, and then the bells to me is like the Super Bowl. Because it's just like <laughs> the entire beginning is just prepping for the Super Bowl. It's like the Super Bowl is coming, y'all. This is it. 
we know Daenerys is going to just, like, have the game of her life. She's going to LeBron James, <laughs> these people say, and everyone's being like, LeBron, take it a little easy now. You're going to be all right? And she's just, like, in the zone, like, no. They killed my dragons. They killed my bestie. They've been messing with, my, messing with me for years. They tried to kill me when I was a little kid. <laughs> Today is the day, and everyone's like, come on, don't do it. She's like, no, don't talk to me about right now. If you're not on team burn them all i don't need to talk to you <laughs> and i loved it like and then the like i we've never seen a dragon on tv go dragon like this mm. ever and i don't know what people, i don't know what people would have wanted but i was not watching eight seasons of this for her to look at that dragon and be like that's enough no i was looking at her i wanted a dragon to burn everything so when i that i really do think and i know it's kind of current so maybe i'll revisit this years later and be like oh no but I honestly think that's my favorite episode ever that they've ever done. That's the most, oh, my God. It's the fantasy the nerds have their whole lives right. of, like, this is what we're going to – we're going to get to see a dragon go crazy, a conqueror on his shoulders, and just, like, taking the throne. Like, I, I loved it so much. I love – I've rewatched it so many times. I love it every time. That's funny. I thought you were going to say Reigns of Castamere, which apparently some people who were trolling me were like, that's number one. You should have said that. And even when a, fr- a friend of mine even called oh, my man. husband. That's the uh, Red Wedding, right? That's the Red Wedding episode. And they were like, that's the number one episode. I mean, and I, I just, I don't think it was number one just because, I mean, it was in our top five, I think, but I think it was right. number five. But I just didn't, we didn't make it number one because it was just so, it's so difficult to watch. And that I think mm. I've only been able to watch it maybe once since, since that first time because it was so gory and it was so hard to watch a pregnant woman get stabbed in her stomach. I just, I mean, it's just like, that's a next level of just brutality. I just, I mean... The show was really good at it, and you really believe it. But I, you know, Caitlyn starts neck getting slit. Like you hear the, like the, the you know macaroni and cheese getting stirred. It's just it's it's a it's so <laughs> it's so graphic and like you I, like you get it. Like the first time you see it is like all you need. I don't I don't really know a ton of people are like you know what I want to watch again. <laughs> so and, well, the other thing too is like I don't know how you. It's almost like when Ned gets killed. I don't know how you can get the initial feeling of shock back. Right. That's bad because I think that's what both of those moments rely on is your complete total shock, you know, as opposed to say battle of the bastards, which is like, you know, a battle's coming. Um, the bells, you know, it's dragon time. Like <laughs> this one, like for me as not a book reader. I was just kind of like, Oh wow. That was shocking. Yeah. But I it mean- wasn't, like I said, Oh my God, that was, Wow, what a show. I can't believe they like what a great episode. It was more like what a shocking thing to do to people and then yeah. I was done. So, it wasn't the same cuz there wasn't as much foreshadowing and all that stuff. I I kind of like the bells because there's foreshadowing and we're all sitting up there on pins and needles like is she going to do it yeah. or is she not going to do it? Like it wasn't like we were going Oh my God, I can't, like, she's not going to kill people with a dragon. We were all like, how many people she going to kill with a <laughs> dragon? How many? How? Which ones? Which part of the city? Right, I mean, even last night when I was watching the finale, I was genuinely and thoroughly shocked when, when, when John stabbed Daenerys. And the, and the watch party where the people at the party were equally, all of us were like, <gasps> like, everybody yeah. guess. It's not that we didn't know he was going to kill her. It's not that we didn't know she was going to die. I just didn't think it would be during a makeout session. I was like sitting there like, us oh, 40 minutes in. She's not dead yet. Maybe she'll die in the end. And it was like, stab, stab. <laughs> oh, in the heart. Oh. Like- I, was hoping, I was really hoping it wouldn't be him. 
Right. That, I like, just, I, to, to the, yeah. Until the moment he stabbed her, I just knew Arya was going to kill her. It was part of the prophecy. She hadn't killed anybody with green eyes yet that I thought of. And, and so I was like, okay, then those are the green eyes. She'll stab her and she'll kill her and it'll be done. Mm-hmm. Man, I, that it, yeah, not, but and I do like shocking moments. Like, don't get me wrong. I, like, I still would put Reigns of Castamere up near the top. Like, it's not like it's oh yeah, it's not top five. But, yeah, yeah, but but like the I don't know. Uh, pre- preferentially, if I have to differ between like you know picking a favorite kid here because I love some of these episodes, <laughs> then then it's got to be watching the dragon go dragon. But oh my god, is I, I don't know. I love this show. <laughs> I'm kind of like the only thing about the finale for me is. I'm still not sure how I feel about it because it's so bittersweet to see it end. You know, like right. we're never coming back to this world. Like I know that people talk about prequels. The prequels don't happen with these characters. Um, they're talking about spinoffs. The spinoffs aren't supposed to happen with these characters. Maybe we'll get more information and it will, but it feels like we're never coming back to this Westeros again. So I'm kind of like a little bummed out. Just like, man, it's, there's no Game of Thrones next week or any other week I ever. Know. <laughs> next week is the making of. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to watch it because I have nothing else to watch on Sunday that, that I want to see <laughs> as badly as I want to see that. And yeah, I'm, I think that that's what people are hope. Hopefully, once they get calmed down and let go of this petition, that they remember that they love the show and it and uh, it's going to be missed. I definitely, for one, I'm going to definitely miss the show. And, I, and it's nothing else. Yeah. There's nothing else on TV like it. Like you said, even if they make a prequel, sequels, spinoffs, it's still not this show in that moment. So. Yeah. I can't thank you I guys might, I might even I might even skip the um the making of like I'm really? not 100% sure. Yeah, cuz I feel like a lot of people are going to watch the making of to nitpick <laughs> and be like, "See, they could have did this." And why didn't he say that? And listen what he said in this interview and I you know, this actor said when they asked this actor how it was filmed the last season and he said, "Tough." That means he hated it. So, like I feel like that's what it's going to turn into, and I don't want to be a part of that. Right. He said his jeans were too tight. You know what that means, that he was probably, you know, <laughs> racist. <laughs> they could have got him bigger jeans. See, they hate the show. I don't know. I know. You can't win. But, yeah, I am going to miss the show. I know you guys are. and I, I love you guys for being on the show. Thank you so much. I'll, I'll be following you and listening to your show to see what you guys are watching next so I can follow along and tweet, too. So, uh, thank, thank you. you. The best. Take care. You too. Our next guest is Yolanda Kay. She's an actress, poet, and author of the book, The Power of Fuck It. And she's also a huge Game of Thrones fan, just like me. Yolanda, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for doing the show. Thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to this. So you got, okay, let's jump right in. Like, what did you think yeah. of the finale? Okay, so, <laughs> Bran? Bran? <laughs> no. Bran? How, did you notice that how he went from that airy kind of like, uh, I don't talk anymore, I'm not a man. To yet. Right. I'm king, damn it, I'm the king. <laughs> I'm the king. The, Y'all that, see me, I'm the king. I came down here in my wheelchair, I'm the king. But that was in him all along, apparently. Like, we didn't know him that well. I mean, he came out of nowhere. I was just like, okay. did you feel? Did you feel hoodwinked? I well, you know, I was just like, or were you pleasantly um, surprised at all, or both, a little bit of both? Well, I, I was just like, I'm still, I was like, Bran, I'm not <laughs> offended, I'm not mad, but I'm like, Bran, really? I really, uh, when when the the Iron Throne was, you know, melted down and basically turned into smelt, I was just <laughs> like, uh, well, okay, so there's not going to be. Uh, a monarch sitting on that throne because there is no throne. Right. So I thought I was like, okay, so this is going to be like a cheesy, like we've discovered democracy. And when 
Sam sit up and, you know, let's let the people. And I was like, this could very well go very, very corny right now. <laughs> and then when Ed Near Tully got up and started to Oh, my God, that was so sad. He was every, like, sort of befuddled uncle at every family reunion that stands up and gives a toast at every wedding, like, just... Please sit. When Santa told him to please sit down, I, people were screaming. I, I went to a watch party. People were like screaming at the television, laughing. It was so sad and hilarious at the same time. Uncle, uncle, <laughs> you didn't even, you didn't, you couldn't even shoot the arrow to hit oh your father's God. funeral pyre. Right. Sit down. Please sit down. You're embarrassing. I mean, have you seen the? Have you seen the memes? Have you been looking at? You've probably been busy all day, but <laughs> have you been seeing the memes? No, but Didn't I. You, Go ahead. I, what, what are the memes? Is it wait? Is it of him stomping his foot? Because I couldn't believe he stomped. His, <laughs> I stomped no, his foot when she told him to sit down. They took Edmure Tully's head off and put on Joe Biden <laughs> and left oh, no. the same <laughs> same line. And I was like, Wow! <laughs> oh, that, oh, come on. Uncle Joe is in. <laughs> she came right out and said, Uncle Joe, sit down. She did. <laughs> Stop touching like, women inappropriately and please wow. control your hands and body. I know. I wow. just. <laughs> okay. Now, so it's funny you mentioned that, Yolanda, because I asked our previous guests, like, what did they think in terms of the political, like, sort of sphere people put this in or sort of like projection of people, uh, people projecting, like, you know, our current political climate onto the show and, like, sort of treating Daenerys like she was, like, you know, sort of like Hillary Clinton or, you know, Grey Worm was Obama. <laughs> Did you, do no, you think that I, that's no. heavy handed? Well, as far as the only, you know, for me, obviously I am team Daniels. I've been so, you know, since the very beginning. I mean, no, not the very beginning when she was like, like, I didn't, I never expected the arc that they would create for her because mm -hmm. she came on basically as nothing like a victim. Right. And um, it wasn't that long when she took control of her destiny. I was like, okay, I see you. And then when she had the dragon eggs and little dragons sitting on her, you know, <laughs> shoulder, I was like, I'm in, I'm in a hundred percent. And uh, do so you have a favorite? What was your favorite Daenerys episode? Oh, I can't. There are too yeah. many. My God. I mean, of course, when she, you know, uh, got the Unsullied and set that, you know, Valerian on fire with Drogon, you know, tricked him. He's like, she speaks Valerian. She's like, Valerian is my mother's She's tongue. right. She speaks Dothraki. She's... Right, exactly. And uh, that, that, the whole thing with Nereen, with the Slaver's Bay, with F, all of it. And um, the only parallel that I saw with her and Hillary Clinton was when the people of the North were like, but I don't trust her. And I was like, you guys are going to butter email her. You all would be dead right now. She had dragons and, and our all of you would be dead right now. He's like, but I just don't like her. I don't know. I don't like her pantsuits. She, I don't like she's her. She's an aggressive speaker with her hands. Yeah, I know. Um, no, but then I'm totally, and I'm sorry. I'm, I'm with when she. So you're, you were mad that she didn't become queen, it sounds like. You were mad that you, well, you felt like they did her dirty? Uh, Look, I, I wanted her, uh, truly, like they're going to keep the Iron Throne. I wanted her to become queen. I don't think, like, when she, when she basically destroyed King's Landing, I mean, she was 
determined and precise with it. She was like cleaning a kitchen. <laughs> she was going from side to side and then would just like turn around and say, okay, we're going to go back this way and we're going to dig up back that way and everything like that. I totally understood that. All of these people were like, but those people. And I was like, the people of King's Landing are horrible. Fuck them. You know? <laughs> because Does anyone they, like King's Landing? But there were children. There were children. Who, the woman with her, with her daughter and with the little horse, they were burned alive. Yeah, sometimes you, you got to break a little egg. <laughs> wow, Yolanda. Wow. No, but yeah. I, I'm sorry. But now, I, mean, I know. I mean, King's Landing, the children do stab you if you don't. If they right. don't like the little sparrows? The little sparrows will stab you in the spine and watch exactly. you blow up. So. I mean, didn't they kill one of the masters? Pycelle. Yeah, they, they killed, killed an old man. Like, like uh, about 12 kids stabbed the hell out of an old man. <laughs> Don't they're the children never of the forget. corn. Right. They're the, they're the children of the corn. The little, it needed to be the little done. little blind killer children. Yeah. It, it needed to be done because it would, it, she would have never had a moment's peace. And I didn't think that she had lost her mind. That was just theory. And she was thinking about the Sunday and everything else. Do you think but, that people, because also they were saying like David Benioff and WBY uh, or with uh, DBW, I mean DBY, sorry, were, they were sexist for some of the ways that they, I guess, portrayed her transition to this sort of like cold hearted queen. And that, know, that there was, there's a lot of problematic stuff with the way they per, uh, portrayed <laughs> women. Totally. Um, but with Daenerys, was, do you think it was that the case with well, her? Well, I mean, in the sense that, well, you can't, a friend of mine put it uh, excellent. You cannot compare somebody uh, destroying slave owners, slave traders, and tyrants with someone who is just, uh, a megalomaniac mass murderer. It's not the same thing. You cannot say that... Uh, it would be the same thing as if you said all of the Allied forces that killed the Nazis in, that killed the Nazis in World War II were bloodthirsty killers. We, we all understand, like, no, Nazis can't be here. That's, and to try to make a comparison, it, it shows, like, a certain type of obtuseness to uh, a people's plight simply because you weren't the ones in the crosshairs. You know what I'm saying? So the, the only time when I, I, uh, I saw when, okay, Danny needs a spiritual advisor or just a little <laughs> bit of therapy was when she walked up to the Iron Throne and, and kudos to Amelia Clark because yeah. her face is that She moment. had crazy it eyes. Her eyes looked she had, cray cray. She had straight up. I'd never seen her eyes uh, look that big. <laughs> she, she looked, looked like, like, yes, yes. Uh, that's, that's what I, yes, that's what it was. Because I was like, why do her eyes look was, so big? It was Smeagol <laughs> when CGI? he first saw the ring. <laughs> eyes were like, whoa. I was like, what's wrong And I her? was just like, oh my they God. Were, they were even playing like single white female type music when she walked up to like the throne. And she was just like. Uh, like touching it. This is so. I was just like, no, obsessed. Danny, no, no, no. You need a spiritual. Like you need a T.D. Jakes or a Billy Graham, or you need a <laughs> Doctor Phil to or help. Jesse Jackson. You don't. It's not. Not. I don't think Jesse would have been helped. But <laughs> I mean, this is something that's beyond strategy. This is something that the hand 
couldn't help. Maybe right. Masande could have helped. But it's just like you could see that that was utter idolatry. Yeah. And that was her downfall. And that's what drug, that's why drug was like, I'm burning this thing down because it made my mommy crazy. It totally did. I'm glad he did. And I heard people were like, "Um, heat doesn't work that way. You can't be like two feet from heat that could melt down iron and not have anything happen to you. And I was like, John is half Targaryen. And since he's half Targaryen, Drogon cannot do anything to him. And it's a television show. I don't think we have dragon fire to compare to in real life. Like when that real dragon burned down that one time. Like that's not a real thing in life. I'm not going to apply scientific, real scientific theory to a fantasy show. This is when people start tripping. Like, calm down. It's a television show. John is fine. And also he's a Targaryen. Right, half half Targaryen. Half Targaryen. The heat resistance. Somebody should have taken him out. Somebody should have taken him out, (laughs) taken him out for that. Because you think he should have died for that? He he suffered the guilt inside. Didn't you see his hair and his beard looked crazy when they went to get him two weeks later? He suffered. Oh, oh, because he didn't have any argan oil to treat himself. (laughs) He have a coat. We're supposed. He didn't have a beard film. He didn't have any beard butter. He, he didn't have it. He couldn't get himself together. I just want to know, it's like, where did you all find all of these rooms that you could actually inhabit now that that have walls and a ceiling that's not crumbled? You know? It was that one building she didn't burn down. A couple, she had a couple she missed. All right, so she wasn't thorough. But, yeah, no, he, he needed, he needed, somebody needed to take him out because for him to go and now be the king of the wildings, wildlings, that's not cool. I mean, come on. Well, now I, he'll have to hunt and make his own food. Nobody will comb his hair. He'll have to do all his own male grooming. It's not easy <laughs> to listen to Tormund talk about the big woman. I mean, it's, he's going to suffer in ways we don't know. I mean, it's not going to be all, you know, bonfires I, and, I hope so. Songs. I hope he. <laughs> I hope he has to hear about how Tormund had sex with a <laughs> yes, bear every yes, night. Yes, I want yeah, Tormund to talk about. about the <laughs> I want Tormund to talk about his love for Brienne, like every Tuesday at six o'clock. I don't think he's. I, I don't think he's going to talk about Brienne anymore. <laughs> I really want it. I was shipping for Brienne and Tormund with all of my heart. Really, That's more than her and Jamie. I turned Jamie oh, to Jamie yeah. and was like, oh, I like incest. I got a girl. <laughs> I know. I have never incest been a fan of Jamie. Never. Oh, Timmy, I mean, little hand, little gold hand. No? Okay. <laughs> I mean, there are certain things, like certain moments. I was like, well, Jamie, look at you trying to be decent. He was trying, trying to evolve. Again. Yeah, I know. It, but it didn't work. It didn't take. It, it didn't, didn't take. It, it, it did not. It did not take. And um, <laughs> no, I really wanted. Did you see the way he was clapping for her when she got knighted? Well, you he was actually been, he was the one who who was sort of the impetus of that, right? Because he was like, "Why can't she be a knight?" And then they were like, and, "That's right, Tormund. I think you have a point." So yeah, exactly. Yeah, he was. That's he the was kind her, of man. If you are in the men that I'm talking <laughs> to, people all men, women. People who don't identify as either, if, if you're in the that's the kind of man you want. Right. That's, that's the kind of man you want. That is a good man. And, and some people are like, he's dirty. And I was like, soap. <laughs> Anybody can get to a bar of soap. Soap can fix that. Jamie cannot be fixed. Right. No amount of soap can help that level of dirty. 
No. <laughs> Before I let you go, and I love you for doing the show, Yolanda, you're the best. Um, you are the best. What What was your, I know you, you said it was too hard to pick a favorite episode with Daenerys, and I understand that, but what would your favorite episode be? I, I just completed a story for Variety with my writing partner, Brianna Rodriguez, and we said our favorite one was The Lion and the Rose, where Joffrey dies. What would your favorite be? Oh, that's Oh, that's up there. Okay, so I'm just going to rattle off. Okay, so when Joffrey died, when Ramsey Bolton died. That's the bad of the I, bastards. I loved the Bells. I'm sorry. That, that, really? Okay, should, see, oh, that's so funny because usually diehard Daenerys fans are like, that is contradictory to her overarching, arching. No, when you, when, uh, okay, you, you, you asked the question. I don't believe about that, but no, I'm just, I'm, I'm political. Yeah, if yeah. You, you asked about our political uh, uh, climate Meaning's right projected. now. Right, right, right. All right, so think about the places that have done and are currently doing absolutely heinous things, unapologetically and full of pride, filled with hubris, and, and who are willing to kill and die for these various things. And again, I'm sure you've been busy all day, like something else broke in the news today that is absolutely horrendous that is happening and uh and i don't know how many memes i saw there's like daenerys do this particular statement and yeah. do this statement and somebody made gave aria a list of various <laughs> things <laughs> you mean and, like, uh, alabama missouri arkansas yep yes yeah, yeah. yeah. right right, right. and uh i have 25 names for you <laughs> exactly right exactly right, right. but but the bells i mean it's not just seeing like it's cathartic to see that kind of indignation and fury come out. And revenge, but yeah. But the way it was shot, like last oh, yeah, night. It was beautifully shot. With that, when Drogon's wings came up behind her. I know. I that was under that was underappreciated, I think. Someone pointed that on Twitter. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, watching it, it's just a, it's one of the coolest, I Right. Think, and the tricks. way Drogon's head came out of the darkness over her head uh, in the bells when... Drogon in the snow last in, in the finale was like, that is so cool. <laughs> Wait a minute. Now, that, that, that confused me because I was like, what is that? Is that another dragon? <laughs> Drogon's been laying there long enough to be that covered He was by... tired. He just burned out half a <laughs> He was like, I'm, I'm saying... getting this nap in. Go ahead and snow on me. Well, I'm tired. Was it snow or was it ash, ash? from the destruction? I, it looked like snow. Well, yeah, you're right. I, I was, I thought it was snow, but you're right. It could be ash still. That's a lot of ash, though. Still falling. Like That's that. why it's I'm saying. Boring. How long was he lying? There? You see, there is no timeline. Time <laughs> is like forget time. Time is all relative. It doesn't matter. I was like, how has he been lying there that long that he looks like a pile of stuff? And because I was just like, wait a minute, is that another dragon? Is that? No, is that sure. a resurrected No, it was Drogon. It was yeah. like, okay. And he sniffed at John and was like, oh, hey, what's up? I'm going back to sleep. And yeah, then he felt that, his mom die and then he came back, yeah. And, and the majesty of him picking her up. Yeah, that nail, claw. the dragon nail. How cool was that? Like he picks her up and, and flies her off. And I was like, now that is, that is the way a legend conqueror queen. I know. If my kids could watch Game of Thrones, I would point to them and say, avenge me like that. (laughs) Carry me off. Carry my dead body into the sky with one fingernail. Burn down the throne. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. You're the best, Yolanda. You got anything coming up? You want to plug anything before I let you go? 
Well, I just happen to have something. Yes. <laughs> <Okay>. So um, <laughs> um, I'm in this web series called Extra Room. Okay. Um, that is going to be coming out. Uh, it'll, be, it'll be put up in the, in the fall. And it's a web series about how New Yorkers live and pay rent. Oh, wow. And anybody who lives in New York knows that that is a story. Have you ever lived in New York? I've only visited, and I love it, but I would never want to live there. No offense. But I love let it. Me just say, let, me, let me just say that New York Times did a story a few years ago that the average rent in New York City, in Manhattan, is $4,000 a month. <sighs> so, yeah, right. So to people are like, how are you going to make a web series about how people pay rent? It's entertaining, trust me. <laughs> and, uh, and in two weeks, I am um, a, a writer and performer for Low People Radio Podcast that oh, wow. was created by uh, Cecil Baldwin, who is the narrator for uh, A Night Vale. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and I have a, another book, uh, e-book, called Survival Guide to Dating Men in the 21st Century. It was oh, going wow. up on... Uh, Amazon and it'll be it'll be highly offensive. Oh, and, I love uh, it. <laughs> that's awesome. And uh, look for me, uh, Yolanda Fibonacci, on social media. I'm on everything, barely Twitter, because I don't trust that guy Jack. But Facebook, <laughs> Instagram, all of that. This is great. I love doing this. Let's talk more. Yeah, let's do what, it. Let's do this again. Because I don't. I mean, like, we don't have to talk TV. We can do something else, or we can watch something else, or do something else. I, I love you. You're well, the best. Well, let me ta- let me ask you. Since Game of Thrones has ended, what is the next thing you are looking for? Because all of the Game of Thrones groups, you're like, so what are we going to start watching now? I know, but there's not. I can't. I, I mean, there's Watchmen. stuff. That, I'm watching. Watchmen. I'm watching Billions, and I'm I'm going to go back to my Billions world. Because that's intact right. and there are no dragons. There's just Wall Street, which is a different type of dragon. But, I mean, I, there's no other show like Game of Thrones. I can't even compare that. This sort of cultural no. phenomenon, this moment that everybody's in and everybody's either hating or loving, relating to each other or disagreeing with each other, connecting either way. There's nothing else on television like that. And, that, and I can't even compare that. So when people were saying, like, what are you going to watch? And then HBO has, like, you know, Westworld is coming back next year and... The Watchmen is going to start and all this other stuff. And that's awesome. And I'm sure it's going to be very good because Regina King is in The Watchmen and I love her. And she's a genius. Right. But right. it's not going to be Game of Thrones. I don't care what True. else comes out. It's just not going to be It's not gonna be the same. So I'm not looking for the next Game of Thrones because it can't be found. It's like there was never another Sopranos, Breaking Bad. There's never another Breaking Bad. There are just certain shows that have that cultural touchstone, like, like the, that, mo- that moment. And you can't. You can't duplicate it. You, it shouldn't be duplicated. You know, you can try. That's, that's true. That's true. I'm going to miss the, uh, the the instant community that was created with people all around the world. The that, world. That was wonderful. Yeah, me too. To, to be a part of something. And that shows you just how important storytelling is to the human race still. And that makes me feel good. I know. At a and show about really dragons good. and witches and dwarves and... Un- unexpected kings in wheelchairs <laughs> just, you know, either, like you said, rip people apart, brought them together. You, yeah. you ruined my book. <laughs> Brand? Brand? <laughs> Yolanda, you gotta let it go, honey. You gotta let it go. I know. I know. I know. It's hard. It's hard. You're the best. Yeah. And we're gonna, You're don't, the best. Don't worry. We're gonna do this again. Thanks. You're welcome. You okay. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Bye. And that was our show, guys. Oh, my God. I can't thank Yolanda Kay enough. She's amazing. She's an actress. She's a poet. 
and she's the author of the book, The Power of Fuck It. Um, she was amazing on the show, and as were our illustrious guests, Rod and Karen from the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. They are geniuses. Make sure you check them out on Twitter, and check out the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. And this is a part of the show. We also thank NPR West, our amazing engineer, Joshua Newell, who came through in the clutch and just smiled his way through this insanity that is my podcast right now. Our sponsor is CBS All Access. Don't miss the new series Twilight Zone from burgeoning horror king Jordan Peele or season three of The Good Fight, both of which can only be seen on CBS All Access and AdamandEve.com. Enter promo code MADNESS, that's M-A-D-N-E-S-S, for the TV Madness podcast, and a percentage of whatever you order will go to the show. Production assistant and graphic artist Adam Janis and you. Thanks for listening.